Welcome to Around Kansas. I'm Deb Goodrich. And I'm Michelle Martin. And this is Discovering History Monday. So right behind me is Fort Hayes, historic Fort Hayes. And this was from an event we were doing, oh gosh, it's three years ago now. This was the uh, grand reunion of the Forsyth Scouts. So they were being recruited at Fort Hayes. And so Michelle will recognize several of the folks in this photograph. It was a fantastic time. And this is um, a picture of reenactors, living historians. And so that's gonna be our subject today. And Michelle's got a special one behind her too. Yeah, Deb, I do. This is uh, a photograph I shot at Fort Scott National Historic Site. We were working on a film project for the fort, for the Park Service. And this is one of the gentlemen, uh, a member of the Holmes Brigade. Uh, we have many friends in the Holmes Brigade, but this is Captain Tom. And they were portraying soldiers who were in and around Fort Scott during the Civil War. That's an awesome photo. Um, yes, the infamous Holmes Brigade. Yeah, that would... That would suit them very well. Yes. So before we get into it today, a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Um, I am, by somebody's lapse of judgment, one of the historians that ranks the presidents for C-SPAN every time the administration changes. And I, I can't remember uh, if I was in the first one or not. I think I've done three maybe, but um, we're doing that again. And the results will be released June 30th. So after those are released, I think Michelle and I will do a history segment about that and maybe talk about some of our favorite presidents. I've had a lot of interesting discussions among my friends recently talking about that. And um, we would limit discussions to presidents before the last, oh, maybe five or six, you know, and talk about earlier ones because that's where I really wanted other people's perspectives. So it's a, it's, it's, I'm very proud to be among that group of historians that's involved in that. And the first time I was invited to take part, um, uh, Brian Lamb from C-SPAN signed the letter. I think it's just a stamp this time, but I framed that letter. That's one of my prized <laughs> possessions. I framed that letter. So yeah, we really look forward to, to doing that and discussing the, um, the triumphs and tragedies of some of our executive uh, officers. And so that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I am not opposed also to talking about our vice presidents or other politicians who would have made better presidents than presidents we had. Uh, I can think of a few. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. definitely that could be another topic for later this summer. So yeah. we do the, uh, you know, we've done the also ran museum up in Norton a couple of times. And every time somebody's defeated for the presidency, their portrait is um, on the wall, placed on the wall there in the bank. And it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun. And some of those guys, you know, the also rans um, wind up being the top dog eventually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Definitely. So Michelle, You've been um, a living historian for a long, long time. So how did you get into that um, 
I, I, it's not a hobby. It's way more than a hobby. Um, an avocation, would that be the right word? An avocation, a calling, a passion. Um, I've had some people tell me it must be some kind of uh, mental illness, <laughs> especially when we're in Kansas and it's 100 degrees in the summer and the men are wearing wool and the women are in nine layers of clothing. Um, I actually started, Deb, when I was in high school in Michigan. Um, I was involved in a program called National History Day, and you had the opportunity with History Day to uh, write papers or give projects or do different kinds of presentations. And so I became involved that way. Uh, saw people doing programs where they were dressed as historical individuals or interpreting historical events, and I was hooked. So, um, and I'm sure some of it also probably started by reading Little House on the Prairie by Laura Ingalls Wilder, and then wanting to be uh, Little Laura. But I also had a favorite Saturday morning TV show called The Mysteries of Isis. And so my first dabbling in what you might call pseudo living history was a Halloween costume that my grandma made me. And it was what um, Almighty Isis wore on Saturday morning. And I wore it for Halloween and then I continued to wear it when it was not Halloween. And I wore it in the backyard. I wore it in the house. I wore it to bed. I think I wanted to wear it when we went grocery shopping, but was told I needed to put on appropriate clothing. And so I was really hooked. I mean, I originally wanted to be um, an ancient historian and loved Egypt and Rome and uh, the Hittites of Anatolia as, as well. And I started with Egyptian and it just grew from there. And of course, when I moved to Kansas, when you live in Kansas, you can't help but uh, let that passion take hold. And so it was a great place for that to be exercised. Well, as Michelle and I were talking, we have so many friends who are living historians and contribute so much to the experience of visiting historic sites around the, um, around the state and beyond. And I, I'm not a living historian. I'm uh, not a dead one either, but I, um, I have done it on, on occasion. I just, I know people who do it so well and I take it very seriously. I've filled in and I've done Mary Jane Ritchie when the Shawnee County Historical Society was really desperate. And, you know, I, um, I, I'm just, I, I appreciate what they do because it's very, very hard. It takes a lot of work, a lot of research and a lot of skill and a lot of dedication to do it well. So yeah, my hat's off to the living historians, including you that, uh, um, and our other friends. I mean, some of our friends, Deb, are really, in all honesty, some of the best in the yes. business. Um, Greg Higginbotham, Dave Bears, uh, Shane Seeley, um, a lot of the guys from the Tater Mess, um, you know, Mitch Critel, um, Michael Palm, you know, our guys, our friends who run with Wide Awake Films are, not only do they make films, but they also are amazing living historians. Um, our good friend, Dan Hadley, Ralph Monaco. Tim Ruiz, um, when you get Tim, back to uh, LeCompton, you know. Yes, the, Tim Ruiz. And actors. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we can't forget our good friends, George and Diane Bernheimer in Topeka. Mm -hmm. 
who uh, do such a wonderful job um, uh, as the Johnsons connected to Shawnee Mission. Uh, at Fort Scott, they portray the Wilsons. Um, Diane actually has branched out and is portraying Carrie Nation. Uh, but they also portray the U.S. Sanitary Commission during the war. Um, so, Speaking you know, of that, Herschel and Jackie Stroud. Yes, and uh, Herschel and Jackie. We love you, Herschel and Jackie. Um, I actually was a part of the medical unit, the Frontier Medical Brigade that Herschel and Jackie have been involved in for so long. And um, what amazing individuals to do the amount of research that goes into the portrayal. Um, the research, the dedication to having the right clothing, the right accoutrements, the right uh, gear. Um, you know, people go to the lengths of actually buying historic materials instead of buying reproductions, or they're buying reproductions from amazing craftsmen and paying top dollar. Folks, it's not, it's not a cheap uh, avocation by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think I have probably about eight, maybe eight to $12,000 tied up in clothing and accessories and items upstairs in my living history room. So it's, it's not cheap. It is an investment, but you, we do it because we love it. We help bring historic sites that would be static to life by peopling them and sharing those feelings and words and emotions and events in a very human way that connects the visitor to the place they are. So they understand why it's important, why the place is important and why we have to save these historic sites. Amen, sister. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Howdy, I'm Seth Hayes and welcome to my hometown from then to now. Council Grove has a rich history as deep as the prairie tall grass. Spend the day visiting 25 historic sites or explore the unique shops and restaurants or mosey out of town along the Santa Fe Trail. You all visit my hometown, Council Grove in the heart of the Flint Hills. Okay, looks like it's time for our tour. Welcome to the Fort Wallace Museum. Here at the museum, you're gonna find some really interesting stuff like our replica stagecoach from the Butterfield Overland Dispatch. We've got facades from the fort buildings. We've got an 1870s flag. There's a plesiosaur that was discovered locally. We've got the Ray pump organ collection. We're a little bit place with a great big story and we'd love to have you. Welcome back to Discovering History Monday on Around Kansas. I'm Michelle Martin. And, I'm Deb Rich. And Deb, we were talking about how important it is to save our history and to be able to share it, and especially for young people. And I know you have some great information for our viewers on an opportunity for young people to learn how to become living historians. And what young person wouldn't want to be a living historian? So with the 200th anniversary of the Santa Fe Trail, the chapters all along the trail are doing some incredible things. 
you can go to santafetrail.org or santafetrail200.org to get a list of events and it's always being updated. So do check constantly and check to see if um, things are going as planned because you know a lot of things um, change in this environment we live in today. But one of the ones I wanted to mention to you, I think maybe it's even already started, um, the living history workshops that the Quivera chapter of the Santa Fe Trail are doing. And I have to say the Quivera chapter is on fire for the 200th anniversary. They've been doing some incredible things, but this one is really near and dear to our hearts because they are training people to be living historians. And they've got three workshops. Those are in Barton County, Rice County, and McPherson County in successive weeks. The fee is $50, but they have scholarships for that. So if $50 is a little much for your family right now, you just get in touch with them. I'm pretty sure that they can give you or your kid a scholarship. And Joyce Thier and Ann Burney from Ride Into History are going to be the instructors. And I don't know any two people who've devoted more of their lives to preserving history and making it fun and introducing new audiences to it. So it's really going to be wonderful. And rather than, uh, I think we're gonna share the link for the registration on, on our page. And if you can't remember that, if you can't find it again, just go to the website, santafetrail.org and you can find a place to, to sign on. And I've got to mention the picture behind me because these are uh, Dr. Jake's mules, Minnie and Pearl. And let me move my head a little bit so you can see the driver. So that's J.D. Perry, who is driving, and Mark Berry, who is riding with him. And that is the Butterfield Overland Stagecoach from the Fort Wallace Museum. And you can't see the passengers, but this is when the big boy, the Santa or the uh, UP locomotive, the big boy, um, was on tour. And riding in that coach is Jerry DeBaker, who is the great, great grandson of Mr. Butterfield, who started the Butterfield Overland Dispatch. And so the, um, the trail met the train and it was, it was pretty doggone awesome. So there's just so many opportunities. If, if you get young people into reenacting, like Michelle said, it's just a great way to keep the history alive. It's a great way to, um, give them something wonderful to occupy their time. And um, I, they will grow from it. They will grow from it and find something that they can do for the rest of their lives. And you know, Deb, um, many of our state historic sites and our National Park Service sites in Kansas have programs geared toward our young people. At Fort Scott National Historic Site, they have their Trailblazers program. Uh, they do, they have an education days program where schools can bring in the students and they train high school students to do living history with elementary students. Uh, so there are all kinds of opportunities out there uh, for you to go ahead and get our young people involved in learning and sharing and preserving our history. It's a great opportunity. Don't miss it. Well, I think that's about all we've got today, but tune in Wednesday. You know, we'll upload a wildlife segment on Wednesday and do share these segments with your friends. It's real easy to do. 
now that we're all digital. So do share it. Um, maybe have a party and you can all watch together. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Deb Goodrich. And I'm Michelle Martin. And we shall see you somewhere around, around Kansas. Kansas. Bye-bye. Bye. To the Western Kansas Wildlife Travel Center right here in my hometown of Oakley, Kansas. We're the front door of Western Kansas, located on three main highways, I-70, US-83, and US-40. And all those roads lead to history, beautiful scenery, and adventure, no matter which direction you go. We now have an IHOP brand that you've trusted up and down the road in all your travels is staffed with local folks, real people, just like you and me, and we're waiting on you to join us. So for fun, adventure, fuel up, fuel your body, and let's have some fun. In 1821, a trade route was opened from Missouri in the United States across prairies and mountains to Mexico. In 2021, we will mark 200 years of epic conflicts and grand adventures, larger-than-life personalities and sweeping landscapes. Join us on an historic journey. The Santa Fe Trail lives on. Find us on social media or santafetrail.org.